podcast. Hello and welcome indeed to the podcast. I am he and he is I, Dave Elliott, with the uh, Weekly Weird Podcast. Um, how are we doing? Greetings, salutations to men, women, children, non-identifying people, people with big appendages, people with small appendages, people with, you know, hangy fannies, people with not so hangy fannies. Welcome to the podcast. Um, we're back again. We're still homeless. Like, Whoa, like three weeks, four weeks, or whatever it is in, we're still homeless. I'm kind of feeling a wee bit like uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway here. You know, I don't really know what day it is, what time it is. You know, I'm talking to inanimate objects and, and getting solstice from their, you know, from their company. Things are, are getting a little weird for me at the minute. But you guys are getting the best out of it because, um, the podcast sounds way sweeter in this, this house than it does when I record at my own house. So, you know, if any of you guys are intentionally sabotaging my house, for sure don't. You know, I'll just work harder and the sound being better because it's getting a bit annoying now. You know, it's getting a wee bit, come on, you know. Let Papa Bear get back to the forest. You know, let me get my little crew, gather up all our belongings, each and every honey pot that we have, and let us go home. Bring him home. Bring him home. Bring him home. A wee bit of lame is for you as well. Hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, let me just go home, guys. You know, I'm sick of it. I'm fed up. Um, we're living on top of each other and my folks, and you know what? It's. I had a strange encounter with, uh, with my wife today. You know, I walked in on her and she was in the bathroom, didn't realise she was in there. And, you know, I don't know what she was doing on that toilet. She was just sitting on it, you know what I'm saying? And I just like to let her have her privacy, you know what I mean? Although we're married, no blah, blah. I think there's some things you don't need to just, you don't need to be in on and, and in at everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, leave some privacy to the person. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like yeah, I know she goes to the bog, but that doesn't mean I need to see it, you know, same way as like, I'm sure when I was growing up, my parents knew I was jacking off in my room, but they didn't need to see that, you know, as my, as much as my dad wanted to come, like as much as he asked, to come, as much as he set up, you know, private hidden cameras in my room, to, to I, he didn't need to, that's what I'm saying, do you know what I mean, so I'm saying we need our space back, we need to be freed. You know, this is the thing. Like, you ever seen a happy bear at the circus? You know, yes, they put on a brave face. You know, yes, like, bears are professional animals. Do you know what I mean? When they're performing in, like, Mr. Nilly Bob Circus or whatever the fuck those circuses are called. What is it? Why is there not just a guy called, like, you know, Danny? Why is it not just Danny Circus? You know, it's always, like, Mr. Jerkapoof or um, Madame... Giggle upon, you know, it's just stupid names. You have to, like, you're born and your name's like, I don't know, Famaragus Dinglepom, right? You're like, you're only going to run a circus. Do you know what I mean? But my point being is, the bears, they go out, you know, they ride their wee bicycles around the, the circle in the in the big tent. You know, they get, they, they get their, like, here's the thing about bears, right? I'm a heavy guy, but a bear's way heavier than me. Like, a bear's. Like, that's proper. Like, I know in an earlier episode of the Weird Podcast that I had Aaron McCann on, I was talking about the weight of horses, and he couldn't actually fathom, you know, how heavy, like, a shire horse was. Like, those babies are, 
they're like a thousand kilos or something like that. You know, they're big, heavy animals. And, you know, a bear is also a big, heavy animal. Do you know what I mean? Like, you probably look at a bear and be like, those babies are probably, you know, somewhere in the region of like, like a heavy human's like 150 kilograms. That's a real heavy human. You know, that's like a very, very big. Like, a grizzly bear could be like, I don't know, 600 kilos. You know, they're big. So what I'm saying is, how do they cycle those wee bikes around? Like, where is, like, Mr. Zherkopov getting bikes that can withhold that mass? Do you know what I mean? Let alone letting the bear cycle. So the bear's going on the wee bike. They cycle around the middle of the, the high top. You know, then they, they wave the crowd. You know, they buy, they get their, their cash, whatever it is, their honey, the bears are paid in. I don't know, I'm not Mr. Zhurkakov. Again, I'm just making up the name, the guy who owns the circus every time I go, and Lord knows what shit it's coming out with, but nonetheless, they're happy on stage. But then whenever they get off the stage, you know, they're, they're not in the forest. You know, they're tied to a block of concrete out the back of Mr. Bobo Pumpo's van, traveling circus, you know what I mean? They're sad. Bears should be in their natural habitat. They should be in the forest, licking out honey pots, and eating honey from their actual pots. You know, that's what bears should be doing. Not living in a cramped environment with their parents. So, yeah, but bring me home, guys. But the bad news is I have a couple of weeks left of, hmm, of being homeless. So, yeah, I've basically got all I need sorted in the house near enough, just waiting like all the pipes are cleared, all the shit's being removed quite literally. Floors lifted, cleaned, whatnot. Um so just need now to wait for like clearance to buy like flooring and tiling and stuff and getting it decorated again, basically, to get me home. Which you know, to be fair, is overdue. But once again, we're making the best of the bad situation. And once again, you guys are getting this crisp sound. You know, it's like you can listen to, like, you probably listen to this podcast go on. You know, there are guys with more expensive equipment. There's guys with bespoke studios, the Boytown podcast included. But hey, this sounds just, just as sweet. You can pop this up in your earphones. You can listen to it when you're at, like, the gym. You can listen to it when you're doing a shit. You know, you can just do whatever you want. It sounds good. And hopefully now when I get back into my my bear pit, I can work on that and make it make it sound just as good. But, you know, we're still busy. We're still busy boys, you know. In the last wee while, I have just been flat out. It feels like I'm more busy than ever because I ain't got no home to go to. I'm just like, you know, living up in that street. You know, just, just sleeping on yesterday's newspaper. And that's it, you know. And trying to keep it busy in this week itself. Shit, I know it's an early start to the podcast to fly into fucking what I'm up to this week, but it's a large bulk of of the podcast this week. You know what I mean? Uh, long story short, I have a load of gigs this week, which is great. You know, I'm a lot of very exciting gigs. And um, last week was a great week. I remember saying last week about. Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, um, which is of course the sponsor of the Weird Podcast, because every Thursday night at nine PM, and it's only five rand, and it's great, right? But last week we had Tim McGarry headlining, who you know, let's be fair, it was a big deal for me personally to get somebody of that stature 
doing Pug Uglies because again in the grand scheme of things Pug Uglies is relatively a new club you know on Thursday night in town in Belfast Pug Uglies used to be Morrison's for those of you who have never been if you haven't been go it's a great bar but you know I've been really working hard to try to get as many good headliners acts in general at Pug Uglies and really set it up to be a good club and to get someone like Tim McGarry headline was a big deal for me and thank goodness Everybody turned up, you know, full house, couldn't let people in anymore, sold out in pre-bookings, which was brilliant, you know, the night was great. Um, a lot of people obviously know Tim McGarry from the Blame Game, or give him a headpiece, the Hole in the Wall Gang. Um, I should point out not the, not the same Hole in the Wall Gang that I'm a member of over at the Kremlin. You know, it's, that's entirely, that's a different, you know, it's, we're actually the Glory Hole in the Wall Gang, but that's another story for another day. But... You know, for those of you that don't know Tim McGarry as a stand-up, he's brilliant. You know, I was wet myself watching him. It was great to have him. Everyone loved him. And, you know, it was just a great night. And I feel that now the Pugglies has had two full houses in a row. It's been packed. Um, and I got to make a little special announcement on the night. That was that we have another very exciting headliner coming this week. Now, it's kind of like it's a it's a major cocktease what I'm going to do here because what I'm going to do is say, hey, this is who's headlining, but then at the same time, it's booked out, so you know we we can't <laughs> you can't go. But so what I'm doing is saying, guys, this is what you could have, but you ain't getting it. You know, we've got John Bishop, the John Bishop, the Bish headlining this week. Um. As far as I know, he is over recording a little something for a TV show he's doing, and it's just like recording bits off his gigs and like local clubs and stuff. So it's a big deal for us again to get someone like that into the club. So hopefully now it'll be a third week in a row. That's brilliant because I mean you can have full comedy clubs, you can have bums on seats, but you can have you know a full room of people who are twats. You know, thank God that's not happened yet with Pug Uglies, but. You know, if, if the audiences are as good as the audiences we've had in the last couple of weeks, I'll be a big happy camper, you know what I mean? And it's it's good to be able to, to get people of that caliber and hopefully from now on moving forward we'll be able to get, you know, pardon me, the likes of the Tim McGarry's, you know, big names, John Bishops, you know, people like that. I suppose I've got to say to Shane Todd, my wee, my wee man boy friend on as well. You know, good quality acts headlining the club and, you know, hopefully word goes about and people... Check it out if you haven't already. And heads only a fiver. Do you know what I mean? Like I went to Mods, Ice Cream Emporium, Gelateria, whatever you want to call it, from wherever you're from. If you're like old school Belfast, no man, fucking ice cream, fucking shop, right? Not a fucking parlor, not a Galatarius. You know what I mean? It's a fucking, it's a fucking ice cream shop, you dick. I spent more than a fiver on one thing of ice cream. You know what I mean? So you could go and see this great comedy. Every Thursday, four or fiver. You know, it's great. And hey, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, the day it comes out, the weird day, whoa, you should definitely get yourself down to the Accidental Theatre because I'm doing a live podcast. Not a weird podcast because to me, if I did the weird podcast live, it would just be even weirder. It would just be like a Q&A, basically, where I'd just be talking to people, you know, and uh, I don't think that would work. You know, so we're doing a live Boytown podcast, episode 110. Myself and Shane are, are back at the Accidental Theatre, and 
as much as I love stand-up and as much as I have fun doing it, I can honestly say the live Boytown podcasts are the most fun of any gigs I've done because we up everything. You know, if you listen to the podcast, you know, we have a few segments. We mug each other off massively with our tweets and the phone calls we do are always great with a live audience. It's just so cheeky whenever you have an audience there and they have to be all quiet and all with you to not like ruin the visage you know what I mean they have to, to join in with it and it's super fun um, and this week you know if you're listening on Monday great if you're listening to it on Tuesday or what you know you just, you just can't go sorry again hey here's two fun gigs can't go to either you know what I mean but I have a lot of things up my sleeve you know, and I have big sleeves you know because obviously my pulsating biceps can't be fitted into regular sleeves. I have bespoke, extra, long, circumferenced arm sleeves, you know? So I've got a few things up my sleeve that I'm sure, hey, it's going to be, it's going to be a good night. Let's just leave it at that. And if you haven't checked out the video from last week's podcast, whoa, I am, I got Shane to do a phone call to a cinema as this new character I made up called Garnet Sunflower he just decided to speak speak a bit like he wanted to talk like Pricey he wanted to talk like Katie Price but by the end he ended up sounding like more like fucking Alan Carr hello and welcome to my show Tatty Man with me Alan Carr you know that's what he sounded like but I've never in my life laughed harder like I nearly died legitimately I could feel my eyes popping out of my orbital bones you know I can actually feel that happening and again a lot of people have watched the video back of the, the particular phone call it's on Facebook um, and have asked me why I'm wearing a Vietnamese rice pickers hat you know the hats that are like associated with you know people being in the, the rice fields of Vietnam and I, I can only say you know is it cultural appropriation? Yeah, obviously, because it's fucking it's Vietnamese hat, you know? But why am I wearing it? Because I like hats. You know, I went on Amazon, wanted to buy myself a Peaky Blinder hat. Those babies were way too expensive. Went into the wee, the wee bit you can select in, in Amazon, the wee drop-down box to say, hey, how much do you want to spend? I went under £5. Now, the only hats you can get for under £5 are, like, you know... They're, they're, it's a pop sock you know it's a pop sock that you can put over your head if you're like some sort of gangster or it's these particular Vietnamese rice picking hats and hey I'm not going to put a stocking over my face I ain't no criminal you know what I mean I'm just a guy that likes wearing hats you know to keep his head warm is it to keep my head warm maybe is it because I'm going bald very quickly yes I just want to cover you know, I just want to cover the penalty spot in the back of my head. Do you know what I mean? And it's hard too, like, because I mean, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're going bald." It does it bother me? I don't think it does. I think I'm always like, I'm laughing it off. I'm sweet about it now. I'm fucking, you know. But in reality, it's just gone in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? I used to have a full, thick, flowing set. Set. I don't. It's not a set of locks. I didn't have just two locks of hair. I used to have just dense mane. You know what I mean? A long dense mullet I'd never had a mullet a long dense not, not long it's just a thick hair right and then I think within like the last year 
it's just started falling out like a Zinedine Zidane ball patch. I know that's part of life, you know. It's still sweeter to cover it, you know. As much as I'm dead on with it, except it's getting old and wouldn't have any like hair replacement or I wouldn't dye it or anything. It's still you'd, you'd still like to have all your hair, you know what I mean? But like I said, in the last year, I had a kid, got married, moved house, you know, got relocated in my job. Basically, um, a load of stressful shit. And you know, as much as my old ticker's taken it, <laughs> you know, the old head hasn't, and the beard. I used to, you know, my beard used to be, you know, thick and black. You know, I, I like my beard, like I like my cocks, thick and black. But now, it's starting to go grey. So I'm going bald with a grey beard. I'm just going to look effectively like Charles Bronston. And did I say Bronston there instead of Bronson? I might have done. I don't know why. Bronston Pickle. I know it's Branston Pickle, but I mean... You know, again, as much as I think I'm going down a hole and getting lost and stuff, I'm just sitting in a room by myself, looking at a microphone and chatting. So, yeah, there will be sometimes I fuck up. Sometimes I lose my train of thought. You know what I mean? Sometimes I make mistakes. I'm only human, guys. You know, get, get off my back. Leave me be. And did all that just come from, yeah, plugging the Boytown Live podcast on Monday? But guys, you've got another opportunity to come see me. Whoa, because I'm gigging on Wednesday in Lavery's Comedy Club. And I'm going to say it too. You know what? Boytown is nearly sold out. You know, by the time people listen to this, it'll be over and it will have been sold out. Pug Uglies on Thursday with John Bishop is sold out. Wednesday at Lavery's Comedy Club. It's going to be sold out. You know what I mean? It's me, William Thompson, man boy Cheeky. And Colin Geddes will be sold out. Do you know what I mean? My, all the gigs this week are just like Coldplay, sold out. Do you know what I mean? That's what it's going to be. It's just going to be a great, great week. And then I have a gig on Friday, but I can't even remember where it's at. I just, yeah. But what I'm saying is, four out of five nights this week I'm gigging, which I love. But see, come by the weekend, I'm going to be one sleepy bear. And I'll still not be back in my my forest by then and this weekend coming up i don't even know when i'm going to get to record this in fact i'm telling you when i'm going to record it on friday because i'm off work i'll record it on friday because i'm going on a family weekend with my wife's side of the family now i could actually i could sense the collective ooh from all the listeners there but it's not actually that bad it'll be good fun her side of the family are really good crack now so are mine may I just point out because if any of you are listening to that that sounds a bit like me going look her side of the family sound mine pack of wankers you know that's not the case but normally when you go away with like your wife's family it's not sweet you know what I mean it's just normally like you just get there and say oh please just let this be you know let me go to, let me go to work on Monday you know let me I'd rather be in work than be with my, my wife's family. I luckily don't have that. Um, Catherine has three, bro- four brothers and three of them are going to be this weekend. Yeah, they've got wives and kids. Yeah, it's fine. I, you know, collateral damage. You know, you got to... Every, you know, rose has its thorn. So as much as 
the guys are all going up here. The plan is basically bring the families together, let the kids play with each other, you know, let the wives, you know, I don't know what, what wives do, like bake, you know, clean, <laughs> that kind of shit. And then the lads will drink beer, you know, because that's what guys do. You know, women cook, bake, clean, and lads drink beer and watch sport. And that's what happens, you know. Again, all this is going, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Guess what, am I kidding, you know. But that'll probably be what'll happen, you know. The boys will probably just want to drink beer and... You know, the ladies will be like, no, we do genuinely need to eat. We, this isn't a piss-up for just you lads. This is a family weekend. You know, you're supposed to all be contributing rather than just sitting watching sport. But hey, there's Six Nations. There's football. Boys will be boys. And I know that phrase is niche-niche in 2019. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go, look, you can't be, you can't please everyone all the time. Sometimes stereotypes will play out, you know, and I feel like this will be the case. But what will probably happen is we'll just let all the kids just out to play. And then everyone will be also all adults will be drunk. So, you know, don't come at me with, oh my God, I can't believe you said that stereotypical, mass, you know, chauvinistic, macho bullshit. You know, just come at me with, for sure, we should have phoned social services because that is, you know, that is not good parenting, what you're doing there. And I'd say, come at me with that. Not the other, because I'm joking, I'm a jester. Oh, you know. And I'm outnumbered too, like, you know what I mean? My house, I'm flipping one dude, two girls, you know, which is a lot of guys' dreams, but not when it's your, your daughter, you know. That's just wrong. And I'm just an outnumbered guy, and whenever Holly grows up, I'm just going to be gonna be bullied by my, bullied by my daughter. I, you know, I can't win. Do you know, I I need, I need to have another. I need to have a boy soon. You know, just to help me, just to gang up because we do technically have a dog whose gender is male, but you know he's not gonna gang up me because he's dog and he can't speak and he's ancient. So I'm still, I'm still mugged off. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, how long have I been doing this podcast for? I feel, I feel like I'm really losing, like losing track of time today. Hopefully, so far, some of you have found some sort of interest in this because I mean I'm just thinking. This is fucking little shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, this, I don't even have segments on my podcast. I just fucking go off and talk shit. And this is why listeners' questions are important, you know? I, in fact, the heavyweight cut there or something for you. I did a fitness test this morning um, for the heavyweight cut. I, um, for those who don't know what the heavyweight cut is, myself and Colin Geddes are basically trying to not be fat. And just try and lose weight, get in shape, and look sexy. That's the long and short of it. And with that, um, I'm trying to do. I do fitness tests now every month because, you know, I'm a loser. You know, I'm just I'm be, I'm a loser. I don't have a life. So today, I did a fitness test again. And now, before I go into the, the, the what happened, since I finished this fitness test, right. I have just been completely fucked all day, like to the point where I could just have slept and at any stage during the day. You know, I felt like a narcoleptic guy. <laughs> you know, I could just fall asleep at any time. I was going to make a necrophiliac joke there because in my head, that's a bit of stand-up I've done before. I feel like it could be a good bit. I haven't worked it out yet. 
you know, confusing narcolepsy and necrophilia. That's the joke, basically. But I can't, you know. I don't really want to talk about it anymore, basically, as long and short of it. I don't think it's a bit that suits me enough to, to bother writing. But hey, who cares about that? But by the time I did this fitness test, fucked all day, just wrecked. My hands, now as I talk to you, I can count on my left hand. One, two, three, four, five, six blood blisters and one big fat blister. And on my right hand, one, two, three, three blood blisters, one normal blister. Which is not an ideal situation. Nobody likes to be blistered. You know, blisters are sore. Like, I would sooner have blunt pain. Like, I would sooner be be hit by a car than get a paper cut. You know, I'd rather have a blunt force injury than a stinger. You know, like I do not like to be stung. I don't like to have my like my hair pulled, my beard pulled, nipped, you know. Oh, paper cutted. Just those way ah kind of pains. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather run into a twenty stone prop head first than be be go get a wee nick. You know, I'd rather be hit with a baseball bat, full blast, on the back of the head, than just like nip my finger in a drawer. You know, nippy pains, I don't like it. So my hands are just basically covered in pain right now. Do you know what I mean? Just pain hands from this fitness test I did. Now was the fitness test in total when you add everything together probably about seven minutes worth of exercise correct but that doesn't mean you can't be fucked afterwards right and i did today the fitness test we do is basically fastest kilometer on the rowing machine at at level 10 and then you do one minute of body weight squats then you do one minute of press-ups and then as long as you can do of a plank and then you have this like I don't know it's not a tire it's like a big square rubber thing with these rope handles and you just like carry it see how far you can carry it so by the time I did that it's about seven minutes but it's fucked me for the day and the good news is I must have got stronger and leaner from last time because I did the the first fitness test on the 13th of January and I did this test today on the 17th of February for those of you that are like, I thought you were recording your podcast on Saturday. I started recording it on Saturday, and then my mum and dad's dog wouldn't stop barking. You know, he wouldn't fuck up. Ruined the sound. I had to go and kill him, throw him into the garden. And then I was just too stressed out to record. So I'm back recording it again on the 17th. But I did better in everything from the last time, which was, was great. You know, albeit the only the one scores I'll really tell you because it's boring is the first time I did the one K row in January. It took me four minutes and nineteen seconds, whereas today it took me three minutes and fifty one seconds. Now I don't do much for maths, but that's twenty eight seconds, I think. Nineteen plus nine. I knocked off, which I was just hoping to beat the the four nineteen today. I went hell for leather whilst listening to like heavy rock music, and then I was I was and I did take a, like a one break during the middle of it because I was fully fucked. But 
we did it and we got we got through and it's a good sign it's actually given me rejuvenated focus on this heavyweight cut albeit i'll wake up in the morning and not be able to move from a bed but i'm feeling good like if that as much as like if you're ever losing weight or trying to do any of this fitness stuff if you're stupid like me if you're like doing this kind of stuff for any reason and you, you you're fed up with the scales or you don't think it works you don't do something like test your fitness to see improvement because that's the key to moving forward is if you see improvement you'll try and crack on so that's a good way to see that and i was sort of like with being homeless and stuff and being out of house and um, i kind of felt like I, I could sense myself waning a bit so to see this actual improvement that's made me go nah let's go let's stick to it let's let's get to it baby and yeah, I'm feeling good and ready to, I'm ready to go crush it, bro. Ugh. Oh, I'm actually going to go and eat glass after I said that. But, yeah, it was good. I'm pleased with myself, and I'm ready to get to get going the rest of the week. So my plan is to get up first thing in the morning, just as the weird podcast is dropping, get on the exercise bike and just pump out an hour. On the exercise bike is the plan, the POA. But again, what will probably happen is I'll go to bed and not be able to move and then have to try and squeeze in some form of exercise between then, full day's work, and getting to record the Boytown podcast tomorrow night, which I'm still very excited about. So I feel like I've rambled enough and I can just fire in the listeners' questions this week, which, to be fair, you've have, have done good, listeners. You've have done well and you have actually come up with quite a, a decent amount of of questions for me this week which is nice because here's the thing see whenever i put up a post i'm like hey can i have questions whenever it's like a slow return i'm like more often than not it's the weeks that i don't have much to say like this week and i'm like guys i can't just do an eight minute podcast you know i can't guys you gotta help me you know but you did this week and I appreciate it and just before I forget I'm always talking about rating and review the podcast because people have done it and I've really appreciated what they've done um, and I have a new review this week from Nathan Martin major shout out to my boy Nathan who said that he said good morning Papa String Vest a reference to the essential gym kit that I love to wear these days. In fact, I'm just it's just a it's a shoelace. Just put a bit of shoelace over your body and show people what you're all about. But um Nathan said very sexy podcast by a physique guy. I mean short and sweet. But to the point and I appreciate that. And uh yeah anyone who rates and reviews the podcast if you write it i'll read it out as long as it's five stars you can say whatever you want i'll read it out so if you have any like political messages or you're looking to make a statement in some regard you know just do that just bring that out and uh just i'll do it i will literally like anything you know if you are nigel farage you've got a new party if you rate and review the podcast five stars farage i'll read it out you know literally no qualms about here i'm a, I'm a sellout you know i'll do it i'll read anything and uh and if you review, write something, you know, say you want to get back with like an ex or something, you just drop into my podcast, be like, five stars, yo, Cindy, who's called that? I don't know. Yo, Cindy, I miss you. I need you back in my life. Um, I want you back by my side because that is where you belong. You know, you probably get them back because most of the world listens to this podcast, you know? So just basically fucking review the podcast. You know? 
you know, that's all I'm asking. But anyway, listeners' questions. Um, where we're at again, I'm, I'm super slow with my fingers, and um, what am I like? Let me see. First question of the week um, is from Jonathan Cully. He said, "Hey, Papa Bear, you might have already covered this in previous in a previous episode, but what podcasts do you listen to through the week?" Um, it's a good question, Jonathan. I have alluded to the fact that I do listen to podcasts. I'm a podcast listener. You know what can I say? As well as doing two podcasts a week, which you know, can so- sometimes like what can I say? You know, who wants to listen to this guy spout shit? You know, obviously some people, and I appreciate it. But regarding to what I listen to a week, I listen to I listen to Congratulations, which is Chris D'Elia's podcast. He's a comedian. I listen to Tiger Belly, which is Bobby Lee's podcast, who is mostly comedians I listen to. So say that I'll just take it that they're comedians in the most part. Um, I listen to Chris D'Elia's Congratulations podcast. I listen to uh, Tiger Belly every week. I would dip into a few others, so they'd be ones that I would always, always try and listen to. And then I would sort of dip in and out of the likes of the Church of What's Happening Now, Joey Diaz's podcast. I would also listen to... I'm actually going in to check because there, there are a few. This past weekend, Theo Vaughan's podcast, listen to that, and depending on who's on, Joe Rogan's podcast. And, of course, listen to local podcasts as well. From time to time, I like Colin Geddes' General Banter podcast. I think it's great. And, obviously, Boytown. You know, I sometimes listen to bits of Boytown back because there are times I literally piss myself laughing and just want to hear that back like whenever Shane was talking about ordering chocolate rats and fucking cola bottles on the last one that was very enjoyable other than comedy I listened to um, the wrestler Chris Jericho's podcast Talk is Jericho from time to time it's interesting to hear and I also listened to Joe DeFranco's Industrial Strength podcast which is about fitness so I like to laugh, basically, is what I'm saying, but also I like to listen to a bit of fitness, too, you know, get a bit of motivation for just, you know, swelling up these guns, you know, that's me, like, Dean Gaffney would put a leash around my neck and call me his little puppy, and he would call me Swellard, because I'm swole, you know what I mean, um, I'm not, I literally do have that shallow hell syndrome, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, I am fucking jacked when really yeah you you can see you've got eyes right anyway next question thanks for that Jonathan that was a good question they're the podcast I like like to listen to Um, my man John Joe Flood has said to me this week hi Dave hope you're uh, out of your recent shitstorm I'm back in Casa Della Bear loved last week's pod thank you um, my question is about merch. You've mentioned a few times about the possibility of weird gear. As a fellow physique guy and fan of getting that sweet pump for all to see, I'm intrigued at the thought of a baby pink physique guy stringer. Hey man, all I'm saying is this. I've spoken to people about getting some specialist gear ready. You know, some fitness gear. And I think it's something. Now, I'm just going to throw it out there and say, on the stringers that I'm going to commission... Are you able? To, do you will the letters physique guy fit on it? Probably not. You might just the amount of fabric I'm gonna like. Literally, I'm I could take 
the amount of fabric that would take to make a regular, say, medium T-shirt, I'm trying to get about 30 stringers out of that. So th- if you wanted to say physique guy, it might just say P, you know, just the P. It's a letter P, but everyone will know what that means. Because, again, you know, if I'm building this, I, I just want a less fabric as possible, you know. And, like, obviously... You're a physique guy, John Joe. You know you you want to show people what you're about. I hope you've booked in the Claire's accessories to get those fucking nipple bars in. Get the nipple bars in and get the hoops on the end of them. You know, combine it all, bars and hoops. You know, get the fucking Cirque du Soleil swinging off your ditties, my man, and get the stringer to show it off. You know, that's what I want to see. I want to see acrobats. Like people be like, yo man, why is your guy in full lycra dressed like a cat just running about the gym? And you're like, oh, that's right, man. John Joe's been in again, pumping up, flexing out in a stringer. Do you know what I mean? I'm bringing gymnasts to the gym, baby. That's what I want to see. But I'm actually going to look into it. I've just taken the boy town merch and dealt with it, which was it was quite a task. So once we get sorted with that, once I get back home again and have a bit more time, I will. For, there will be stringers available soon enough. And hey, I don't want to feel like the ladies can't wear a stringer either. Do you know what I mean? Yes, there's pro- like society needs to move forward. You know, if guys can wear stringers, girls can wear stringers. You know what I'm saying? Albeit the female physique. Is, is it's different to a male physique you know what i mean obviously with like having breasts and stuff and obviously society says you should cover those up but you know see in the weird universe you be you do you you know what i mean if you want to if you want to get those babies out you want to wear a stringer you go to the gym you wear that stringer yes you'll be kicked out but hey your modern day rosa parks get the stringers on spread the stringer movement and and back to the point there will be some merch down the line if there's a demand and People have been asking about it, so I think we might get that together and start the physique movement, and just guys and stringers, and posing pouches. That's what I want to see. Um, Luke Gorman said, "Not a question, but definitely something weird." Have you seen "Abducted in Plain Sight" on Netflix? The most fucked up crime documentary I've ever seen. The girl's parents were so stupid, gullible as well. And um, for those of you that haven't seen "Abducted in Plain Sight," it's a documentary I have watched on Netflix and look I watched it this week and it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen long story short it's basically about this pedophile guy who steals his neighbour's daughter and kidnaps her and I'm just I'm going to be I'm going to go against my usual routine here and I'm going to say guys there's going to be spoilers here so if you want to watch Abducted in Plain Sight tune off now but the story is basically this guy, I think his name's Birch Told, which is a first start. You know, if ever there was a paedophile's name, it's Birch Told. And you're probably going to go, don't just be labeling people called Birch Told as paedophiles. You know, that's not the case. Hey, man, I've only ever heard that name once, and that guy was a paedophile. So, anyway, he basically befriends his family, you know, gets all in and be all pally with them, just takes their daughter. Do you know what I mean? Just takes the daughter like to Mexico or somewhere and marries her forms this whole big plan about how um, they're doing this mission you know aliens have abducted them and they have to do this whole mission now the girl was like I think 10 or 12 at the time you know not 11 it's either 10 or 12 but 
she basically was like believed it because she's a young girl. Obviously, girls are young girls, young boys, kids are impressionable. This pedophile's done what pedophiles do, take advantage of an impressionable mind. And she believed it and went along with it and said, look, basically, if you don't do this mission with me, um, the world will end and your parents will be killed. Now, weird for aliens to be like, look, your mission is basically just to fuck, you know, like, to save the world, just fuck, you know, it's not like, they're like, look, you need to go, you need to get into the vault of a bank, get all the cash reserves, give it to us aliens, hook us up, it's like, nah, just, just fuck, you know, just you, you used to fuck, you know, that's weird from an aliens, now, bad enough he did that, but this guy Birchfield, also known as B, in the documentary, Basically started fucking the girl's mom as well. And she was like, yeah, I found him very interesting. Yeah, no shit. You fucked him. And then you're like, because you're watching it, and as a parent myself, and as a, just a normal, rational thinking person, actually, you're probably watching going, why the fuck do you let your kid near this dude? But the mom was like, because... He was so enthralling, so interesting, intriguing, so sexy. I just wanted to fuck him. And she did. And while she was fucking him, she basically fell in love with him and then allowed him into the house because she, like, so basically he just wanted to get the kid, but, you know, just to get the kid, he just had to fuck the mum as well, you know. Do what you got to do to get what you want, I guess, but that, as a parent, you shouldn't, you know, be allowing that. Now, to make matters weirder, for some reason, the dad had to go for a chat with this guy, B. And obviously you're thinking, the dad's going to go off up and be like, listen, mate, don't fuck my wife anymore and stop trying to fuck my kid or I will get the police on you. And I only said that because if it was me and people were doing that to me, I wouldn't go to the police. I would break bones. You know, I'd be like, hey, man, What's that you've got there? And he'd be like, what do you mean? He'd go, oh, just that thing that's like running from the back of your head right down to your ass. And he'd be like, oh, what? Is your spine? Yeah, <laughs> no more. Motherfucker, it's gone. you know, break your back. But this guy's like, right, I'm going to go to the car. We're going to have a chat. Man away, man, we're going to sort the shit out. You're not going to fuck my wife anymore. Stop trying to fuck my daughter. And in a roundabout way, the dad ends up wanking this guy off this pedophile who's been shagging his wife trying to fuck his daughter he just ends up jacking him off now hmm you're going did the guy like use some sort of coercion to make him do it no he just gets his boner out and goes I need relief and dad's like well look we've all been there we've all needed a relief from time to time you know I'll just reach across you know I'll just jack him and the dad did it now see if there's a guy and he's pulling his dick out of me. I'm gonna pretend to jack that. And it's gonna end up like the spine. Kadoosh. Broken across my knee. Now. Would that rely on the pedophile having a big cut? Yes. But. I ain't gonna be relieving no pedo. Especially if they've been trying to marry my daughter. And fuck my wife, you know. So what I got out of that whole documentary was. Like you said. You know, the parents were stupid and gullible. Yeah, they're stupid and gullible. 
but also go to get social services on them. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are your phone and social services on me and my wife's brothers, you know, at the weekend for just letting the kids run free and letting the, the wives just bake and shit? Phone and, you know... You know, that's what should happen. Those parents were fucked up guys. But I tell you what, if you haven't watched the documentary, watch it. It's not great. In my opinion, it's very weird. made you uncomfortable. But, worth a watch. Gareth Owens has said, Hey Dave, how's she cutting? Um, I'm not cut you. I don't know what that means. Can I ask a cross-podcast question this week? Is there any way the next live Boytown podcast can be on a Friday? I want to drink at it, but drinking on Monday is like the dyslexic dwarf. It's not big and it's not clever. Hey man, slide to just say that dyslexic people can't be clever or dwarfs. Basically what you're saying there is dwarfs are all stupid, man. I, I'm just going to say, you know, shout out to all the dwarfs that listen to this podcast. I'm with you. I support you. Yes, you aren't tall people, but you can't be clever. So I just want to say an apology from Gareth for that. But... We'll, we'll try to do it on a Friday. You know, we just did it on a Monday because we wanted to just get a date booked and just do the next podcast. You know, we just wanted to get episode 110 in the can because the podcast come out on a Thursday, you know, so we need to sort of do it before then. But next time we'll do episode 120, which will be the next live one. We'll do that on a Friday just for you, Gareth, because you're a very special boy. Take it how you want because you've insulted dwarves, so I don't think anyone will give a fuck. But yeah, we'll do that on a Friday for you. Well, Chloe's just come in with the flipping hot fire. What's your favourite geographical landform? Well, I would go as far as to say my favourite geographical landform are stalactites. You know, like the marble arch caves just dropping down, those babies dropping down. Like, I don't like stalagmites because they're like wee ants that climb up and the stalactites are like tights and those babies got to come down. You know what I mean? That's how I remembered it when I was doing geography in school. Like, what's the difference between stalactites and stalagmites? I'm like, your tights come down, and the wee ants and mites climb up. So you pull your tights down, and then the wee ants climb into your pants. So that's how you get ants in your pants. Do you know what I mean? Because I wore tights because I'm a thesp, you know? So that's how how that happened. So yeah, go for um, stalactites is my favourite landform. And how goes the 100-day fitness challenge? Do you have a favourite workout? Um, it's still going good. I've, I've stuck at it. I haven't actually consider what day it is yet but i've been doing it i've been doing at least 20 minutes of exercise every day since the 5th of uh since the 5th of january so i don't know i will i will check it out but it is going well and do i have a favorite workout yes my favorite workouts are the days that i just can go steady state cardio on the cross trainer for half an hour because it's easy you know they're my favorite i do like days that i do tough circuits to be fair as well like i like pushing sleds doing like step ups, jump ropes, you know, sled pulls, deadlifts, that sort of shit, ball slams. It's a good tough workout, but afterwards I'm always completely banjaxed. So yeah, I'm just enjoying it generally at the minute, Chloe, but thanks for that double barrel question. You really uh, hit me with a combo there. You hit me with an overhand left and a right hand uppercut. Definitely didn't know what where they were going with those, but good questions. Um Chris Henning said, Hola Dave, hope you're well. My question this week is Oh, dramatic pause. If you had to slip your piece, oh my, into either Arlene Foster or Theresa May for the sake of humanity, who would you choose and why? Providing both of them were keen to, you know, receive the inch of pleasure, I would say Theresa May, solely because... 
there's a bit more banter about her. Do you know what I mean? Like Theresa May, she knows shit's fucked up. She knows she's, you know, she's fucked either way. She knows she's damned if she does if she doesn't. But she you know she's having banter about it. She's coming on stage, dancing like she's fucking Pinocchio or some shit with no strings, just breaking it out, you know, having a good time. Whereas Arlene Foster just is always on with a sour bake. You know, Teresa would be like making the best of a bad situation. She'd be like, hey, man, that's not even an inch. I know you say it's an inch of play, and that's not even. But hey, you're trying your best. And I go, thanks, Teresa. Whereas Arlene would just be like, I don't want the Irish Language Act. It's not British. You're from a mixed marriage. You're not British. But yeah, you're not British either. You're fucking Northern Irish. You twat. Oh, man. I don't want to go into politics again this week. Literally this morning, Sunday politics was on the TV in my parents' house. And I had to say to my dad, please turn that off. I feel like I've woken up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. I've just done a fitness test. I'm tired. Last thing I want to see is a politics show based in a country where there's no government. You know? Hey, wouldn't it just be sweet? If the DUP and Sinn Féin were just fuck off and I could run the country, I'd be uh, far better. But thanks for the question, Chris. Um, Giles Strutt has said, Any holidays planned for the summer? Uh, favourite childhood holiday destination? Well, here's the thing. I'm going... I have a lot of activities planned. I'm going on... Here's where I'm I have a friend, Aaron Butler, who has his own podcast. Check that out. I have the Aaron Butler podcast. He is turning 30. Now... Aaron is one of these guys who, if you know him, you get him, you love him, he's great. If you don't know him, you'd probably think, bizarre guy. Now, he definitely has elements that are bizarre, I'm sure he admitted himself, but we are going away for his 30th birthday party um, to Tenerife in April. Now, why, why is it bizarre? Is because he basically is just saying, long story short, he doesn't think he wants to get married. So he won't have a stag do. So he thinks his 30th birthday will just be his stag do. You know, which I think is fairly sound. I'm very much looking forward to that. That's my, my first holiday. I'm going to south of France with my wife with no baby for a few nights. Oh, in about September time. And we're looking to book a big family holiday to like Mallorca or something during the summer. So we can all get away together. How I'm going to fund this? Hey, I don't know. I might just... I might just fuck fuck for aliens. You know that if the aliens want that, I might just say, "Look, guys, can you fund my holidays? I will, I will fuck." And the aliens will probably go, "Yes, of course." Because although it's not a child, be and I'll be like, "Look, lads, just give me less money." You know, we'll fuck. That'd be good. Chris Barr said, "Hey, Dave. Hope I'm not too late with my question." You know what, Chris? I'm coming through the earphones into your ears right now, and I'm going to say, "I don't think I could do my podcast." without waiting for a question to come from you you're the one that I, I wait for every week you know it's your wee story I just wait for it and I feel like if you don't give me that question I feel like I've, I've cheated on you you know so that's why like as much as everyone's questions mean the world to me I just feel like I'd be, I'd be cheating on Chris if I didn't wait to let him get his question in so no you're not too late but check out this weird shop over in Essex whoa looks like Mick Hucknall runs it this is like ginger guy with dreadlocks let's see Inside the Essex shop selling pickled human body parts. Whoa. Flesh and animal skulls. Warning. Some people may find this distressing. Henry Scragg, who owns Curiosities in the fifth corner. Oh, Curio- who owns Curiosities from the fifth corner. All oh, right, okay. I thought the shop was called Curio- Curiosities. 
and then he was from the fifth corner, which I just assume some weird part of the, the universe. Um, but yeah, he definitely looks like he should be in a mental institution. But they sell items from anywhere between a tenner to two thousand six hundred and fifty quid. Very precise on that, you know. That's just the cap. When you walk into Curiosities from the fifth corner, you're greeted by Scandinavian music and burning white sage incense sticks that create the mist of smoke across the room. The shop is filled with hundreds of weird, wonderful and slightly odd items, including pickled body parts, human flesh and stuffed animals. Henry Scrag, the man behind a huge collection in Essex shop, sells items from anywhere between £10 and £2,650. The body parts, including a human fetus and women's ovaries, are kept in jars. They're preserved in formaldehyde, a solution that preserves and fixes tissues and organs, before being transferred into alcohol and distilled water solution. Henry said... Now and then I have to change the fluid on top of them from time on top them up from time to time to remove any bits that fall off. The human specimens are usually old medical specimens or tribal pieces from various cultures around the world. We're generally used to uh, burial or crematoriums, um, but other cultures re- treat remains in different ways, respecting them visually in their remains. I understand that some people don't get it or think it's disrespectful or wrong to sell remains because as a society we don't generally know about traditions of other culture but hey guys it's fine and also easier to get angry at someone than actually spend time to research the information i'm actually reading this like a full actor like i'm just being him henry gave up his job as a gardener at the anglia ruskin university five years ago to pursue his interest in the macabre curiosities he said when i was young i had no idea what i wanted to do i was lost let me just stop there. When I was a boy, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Not a clue. You know, did I want to be a, a fireman? Did I want to be an astronaut? Nah, I wanted to sell dead bodies in vinegar. Huh. How do you go from being like, yeah, I want to slide down a greasy pole that I want a pickled baby? Weird. So I spent the majority of my life trying to follow others, but was never happy and never myself. I've grown up to the point in life where I'm not influenced by opinion. People get very upset when they see the taxidermy dog skin rug. They say it's cruel, but the way I see it is that you've had to have a dog that's been adored and loved its whole life, and then it's been beautifully preserved as a rug. People see it as sick because they're not used to it, but if the standard of leather or anything that doesn't have a face, people just don't connect with it as much. Yeah, this guy is is yeah weird. He started off spending hours, um, you know, I feel like this is, a, Chris, it's a great story, but my God, I'm just flicking through it. I could be reading this for another 20 minutes. Long story short, this guy is a weird guy, sells a lot of, like, preserved dead things. So, with that being said, Chris has said, what I want to know is, what's the weirdest thing you have ever bought? To be quite honest with you, the weirdest thing I ever bought, I was actually in a shop in Essex called Curiosities from the Fifth Avenue, and I bought, um... This little weird, you know, aardvark feces, you know, so it's like, I thought it was a fetus, I wanted to buy an aardvark fetus, that's what I really wanted, but I I got my feces and my fetus mixed up, I ended up just buying, you know, basically pickled aardvark shite, um, but no, other than that, what's the weirdest thing? About, probably the, the Vietnamese rice picker hat that I talked about earlier. Um, I don't know, maybe I think that I'm having some sort of midlife crisis or something at the age of 32. But 
that was a weird one again this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, hopefully next week I'll have something more interesting to talk about. But as I said, it is what it is. Some weeks will be better than others, and hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you did, you know, keep sharing it. I've been loving when people are putting it on their Instagram stories that they're listening to the podcast. The listening figures are going up every week. That warms a wee homeless guy's heart. You know, that makes this bear feel like he wants to get on his bike one more time and just go, go round and round that high top. You know, just go round and round in the circus, making everyone laugh. Because at the end of the day, when I'm finished recording this podcast, which is my example of what the bike around the top is, you know, this podcast is me trying to entertain you. And then when I'm done, I'm just out in the cold, you know, shackled to a block of concrete. But guys, enjoy your week. Get the laveries on Wednesday. If you're listening to this on Monday, come to the Boytown Podcast. They're nearly sold out, but it's going to be a good time. And the rest of the week, my gigs are booked up. God bless you and take care. And why did I sign off it? Like a McGranny.